Welcome back. Here we go, man. This is post first fight week of 2023 and man was it a good one from the undercards all the way up to the main event where Javante Tank Davis put on a show it was a great night of boxing the four cards on the pay-per-view slate were good uh Jaleel Hackett I'm going to talk quickly about him uh he was pre uh the Fights on the pay-per-view and the live stream. He's up and coming. Overall, a great, great day for boxing, man. Uh, DC was electric, it looked like. Man, it. those are the days that you're like, yeah, I'm happy I'm a boxing fan. Great day. And what makes a lot of people even happier is now we can take a sigh of relief, a deep breath, and tank and Ryan Garcia. That should be the next fight scheduled for April 15th is the tentative date. I know Oscar De La Hoya was on live before the fight saying the 17th, which wouldn't make sense because that's a Monday. It's looking like it's the 15th. But then again, we got to make sure we get to that date. With all that being said, man, I'm just going to go over, talk about the fights, um, talk about some of the undercard fights, uh, break down the two co-main events, um, where I was right and where I was wrong. Um, I'll let you know I was wrong about the Boots Ennis fight, right about the Tank fight. And yeah, and then we'll look ahead um, for what, both Boots and Tank? As I just mentioned, Ryan should be ahead for Tank. But with Boots' recent performance, what do we see is next for him? With all that being said, man, it was a great, great, great night of boxing. Looking forward to many more of these throughout the year. But, you know, let's break down this first one. Let's talk about undercard, main events, everything. Uh, First, uh, here, let's get started with the undercard. So the first fighter I want to talk about that uh, fought on the undercard, just mention real quick, um, Jaleel Hackett. So if you don't know Jaleel Hackett, um, personally, I learned about him because I believe he's under Mayweather Promotions. And I'd always seen him in uh, Tank Davis's camps. I'd seen him post post it up with Mayweather sometimes. Always, you know, and both of them were always like, yo, watch out for my man here. So, come to find out, he was supposed to fight on the December 17th card, the, um, or that's what the rumors were. That was, he was going to fight December 17th on the Frank Martin card. Um, that got obviously pushed back, so he was on the, uh, day of, uh, the tank card. Um, his fight wasn't broadcast. Uh, honestly, uh, I think I watched it either on, like, his Instagram Live or his uh, Instagram Live, and... You know, he didn't fight anyone of note, knocked the dude out first round. It looked impressive, but again, I believe that moved him to f- either 5-0 and or 6-0. and I think it's 6-0. and um, But just for want to point out to everyone, you know, Jaleel, Jaleel Hackett, that's a name you might want to listen to, you know, keep your eye on coming years. With that, we're going to go to the um, undercards on... Oh, whatchamacallit, the uh, pay-per-view, uh, pay-per-view slate, excuse me. Um, first, we're going to talk about uh, Demetrius uh, Andre, um, Boo Boo. Dominant win, uh, 
he was fighting, uh, I believe, Demetrius Nicholson, who, uh, excuse me, Damon Nichol Nicholson. Yeah, Demetrius Boo Boo himself. Uh, it was Damon Nicholson. He beat, uh, knocked him down three times, I want to say, twice in the final round, uh, once earlier in the fight. Um, I'd heard of Boo Boo before, first time really watching him. Champion at 154, 160, first fight at 168. He played with his food too much, and as I say that, man, when I if you watch this fight, you know Boo Boo was in control the entire time. He was in the in control, knocking him down, doing whatever he want. Really, the only win Nick Nicholson took um, was he was talking to Boo Boo during the fight, and then he get hit in the face. Like he was doing more talking than he was fighting. Um, but Boo Boo was playing with his food. I think I'll attribute that to the move up in weight. Even with that, man, uh, that's your first fight at 168. Get him out of there. You know, obviously it's harder to do than said, you know. Easier said than done. I just said that backwards for some reason. <laughs> um, but taking on uh, Nicholson, uh, uh, Demon Nicholson, that was a, not a mismatch. It was just overwhelming win on his part. And I like to see him finish him earlier in the fight than go in the distance with him. That's what I got to say. Um, we'll see what Boo has in store. I think he, that was his first fight for PBC on Showtime. So uh, we'll see what PBC does with him and uh, fighters. Uh, I know he want, He had mentioned Charlo, uh, Jamal Charlo before. So uh, we'll see. Then we had um, Rashidi Ellis. He was fighting uh, Vila. Uh, Romain Vila. Via, excuse me, not Vila. Via. And watching this fight, the uh, commentators had said about Via, he has power. And Rashidi Ellis, the first six rounds, dominated. First five rounds on every judge's scorecards, he won. Right? Come sixth round, he's kind of tiring out. But that's it. Ellis, he has the speed. You know, and it looks like, okay, he can kind of put it in cruise control. He's not going to be as speedy as he was, but he's still going to be effective. But come these later rounds, man, you could tell Vio was just getting whatever he want, was wanting, using his jab more, teeing off on him. And then finally that cultivated, cultivated, excuse me, in the last round, knocking down Ellis twice and getting the win. Uh, that is Vio. It's a great majority decision victory because it really looked like he, these first five, six rounds, he couldn't compete. Ellis was just speedy, you know, really limiting Via's offense. Um, but finally, he was tiring himself out, and uh, Roman got what he wanted. Finally, put the power on him, drop him. And that was enough to secure the 114 to 112 victory on two of the judges' scorecard. The other judge had a 113-113. So that's uh, was really nice for him. Uh, they mentioned Ellis. That was only he had only gone one round in the past 27 months. So I, I'll uh, attribute him just wearing himself out to just ring rust. You know, kind of have to do that. But it was the first loss. He wanted the rematch. He wants the rematch. Um, 
he was talking to uh, Boots a little bit crazy in the uh, pre-fight press conference. Uh, so he's going to have to scale that back and get back in the lab and kind of work out when it comes to, I'd say, just being back in the ring. A lot of potential there. I mean, one loss, you come back, you you know, get your uh, get back against uh, Roy Main, and you'll be fine. You'll be right back in it. It might take you a little longer to get the top, especially at 147. But you know, it's not the end of the world. Moving on to the drawn boots and this fight. Now, this is somewhere that when I was talking about the fight, I actually, I got some parts of this wrong, or my predictions were a little bit wrong on this fight, and I'll tell you why. So for Boots Ennis, he fought uh, Karen Chukajan. Um, I know my last episode, I didn't even try to attempt that, but hearing his name after the fight, I'm semi-confident. That's how you pronounce it, Chukajan. Um, you know, that's what we're going to go with. That's what uh, the Showtime people were saying. So that's what we're going to roll with. Um, fighting Chukajan, you know, I said he hadn't been in the anything lead up to the fight. Um, Ennis was, you know, confident he was going to have a short night. Heck, Ennis didn't even bring a stool. I don't know if anyone noticed that, but I noticed he was standing in his corner. His team didn't bring a stool. I don't know if they expected it to be a short night. Um... Certainly, I did. I predicted that. I was obviously wrong as Ennis went the distance, a shutout win, uh, won all 12 rounds on all the all the judges' scorecards, really dominating. But with that being said, not the performance that people wanted to see from Boots, okay? Meaning that, honestly, us as a boxing community... Me in particular had anointed, anointed boots, on the level of Spence, Craw- and Crawford. You know, personally, I had, you know, I, welterweight division. I got Spence Crawford. You know, one A, one B, right there. I've said if, it's a, if they fight 50-50, whatever. I have boots like maybe not one C. But I have a, a two that while there's some distance between Crawford and Spence um, to Boots, it's not much different di- uh, distance. You know, this was before the fight. I thought Boots was right in, I thought he was right in that tier of Spence and Crawford. And I think a lot of people in boxing did. But this fight proved that I don't think he's there yet. And that's not to say he's not going to get there. Nothing like that. Again, this man's 25 years old. This is the first time he went 12. He is going to be a major, major player in boxing for years and years to come, right? But Saturday, that performance was not the one I wanted to see from Boots. I did want to see Boots knock him out. And I hate saying that because I feel like if you're a boxing fan, even if you don't get a knockout... Hey man, you like the sport, you understand. Not every fight can be a knockout. But you had Boots going in there talking about the all his post uh, pre-fight press conferences was I'm gonna get him out of there. Then we're on to Spoot. I mean, uh, Spence, Crawford, uh, Thurman, Ortiz, whoever wants to fight, right? Seeing him struggle, and 
I don't even want to say struggle because he dominated. And that's the thing. People are angry because he didn't knock him out. And so they're going to dismiss all, a lot of things he did. But he did a lot of things right. But there are some things that I want to say got exposed, but got magnified that he needs to clear, clean, clean up. That one, for instance, being he was not able to really keep up with a fighter that was moving. Granted, Chukajan was on his bicycle, you know, riding around the ring, running and running and running, right? And that's what you've heard from the Ennis camp, from Boots himself. He was running all night. And while, yes, that's the case, Boots could never really get in front of him, stop him, keep him in one spot, right? It seemed like every time he landed a spot, uh, landed a shot, Chukajan got out of there. And while that's what you do when you run, you know, I wanted to see Boots cut the ring off a little bit more. He wasn't able to cut the ring off and against a better fighter, you know, because Chukajan, he might be on David Afanasian level, you know, and that's not, and I'm... I'm not throwing shade to Boots because, you know, I know that's not who he wants to fight. You know, Evanesian got picked by Crawford. You know, Boots had to fight, so he fought uh, Chukajan. But he wasn't able to really cut the ring off. And that's, you know, against a fighter like Crawford in particular, that can cause problems. He was getting hit with flush shots, you know. But this is boxing. People overreact, you know. You're always going to get hit with some shots. He never even looked like he got hurt. You know, he was smiling every time he got hit. But the one thing that troubled me in particular, and this might just be something from this fight, there is at least four times that Boots Ennis lunged forward, almost jumping, Superman trying to jump getting the knockout right he was getting off balance it really did not look like someone who you think is a top you know pound for pound fighter i know people don't have him top 10 i know there's a couple lists that have him top 10 so but he was like lunging forward almost jumping to try and get the knockout um really i was disappointed in that because uh, i don't know i just think you just go in there, you put the work in, put a beating on him, you get out. He looked kind of desperate to try and get a knockout. And of course, you know, he's from Philly. The fight was in D.C., you know, you know close, probably a bunch of family friends there. So I understand him wanting to. But him looking dead, he should, you know, him being the better fighter, way better fighter, he should never have to look that desperate. But, you know, I'm not worried about boots. I just don't think... I think this was just a wake-up call not to anoint him with the top of the top welterweights yet. He's in that second tier, you know, that's right there, that in two, three fights, he's in that first tier. But I don't think he's ready for, for a Crawford or Spence, you know. I'd love to see the Virgil Ortiz fight against um, uh, Boots. Honestly, I'd like to see the winner of Ortiz versus Stenonis uh, fight Boots, which uh, sadly is getting delayed. I was going to go to the Ortiz versus Stenonis fight, but got delayed because of, um, I believe, appendix surgery for Stenonis. So I hope he gets better soon. like to see that. 
heck, I'd like to uh, maybe even see uh, Keith Thurman fight. Uh, granted, Thurman's saying he needs $10 million to get in the ring with Boots, which is kind of crazy. So that's what it is. But uh, just right now, um, I'm going to take a little break on just anointing Boots. Still think he's a great fighter. Let him work on these things. He went 12 rounds for the first time. Great experience. You know, give him a test. Next fight. Not a test like Spencer Crawford, but give him a test. And let's see how he does there. I'm sure he'll do fine. You know, he might knock the dude out. So, and we all forget about this fight, right? But um, just after this fight, some things for Boots to go back, go back in the lab and kind of work on. So, um, with that, with all that being said, man, either way, it was a good fight. Glad Boots got that experience. Looking forward to whatever he does next. Hope he fights again soon. Because I only believe he got one fight in last year. And we'll just wait and see um, what Boots does, really. So, uh, that was the co-main event. Now, getting to the main event. This is where we had some real fireworks. And we had a real good fight here. Alright, now this is what, you know, you all came to listen to. What I love talking about. Trevante Tank Davis takes care of business against Hector Luis Garcia. Officially, I think it was announced uh, round 9 TKO. Because uh, even though it was in round 8, technically, that he got, he heard him. He didn't come out for round 9. I don't know. But officially in the store, scores, you know, it's going to be round 9. What a fight from Tank. I think... Um, is one of his cleaner performances. I won't say this is one of his best fights he's had um, in uh, terms of, like, opponent and stuff. I think this was a clean fight from Tank, and we kind of saw it all. So going into this fight against Hector Luis Garcia, we knew, you know, this was a southpaw. You know, Tank even said in the post-fight uh, interview, it's not that big of a big a fan of southpaws training camp he said he got a black eye because he just doesn't know how to kind of lean in gets hit with maybe a shoulder um so we knew that for tank it was gonna be interesting to see how he, he attacks and like we've seen in other tank fights he took his time collected data first three rounds really boring rounds you know those rounds you're thinking dang man tank might be giving these rounds away I think on a couple scores, uh, scoreboards for the judges, they gave Garcia the first round. Um, that was it, right? He did just enough next two rounds to win on the uh, scorecards, right? But um, come middle of round four, Tank started turning it up, turning it up, throwing a little bit more, connecting more. Uh, by the end of the night, he landed so many more power punches and um, jabs compared to uh, Garcia. Honestly, he was just outworking Garcia. Yeah, come that fourth round, it seemed like Tank was like, all right, now I know what I'm doing here. Garcia was standing in the pocket a little bit more, trying to go toe-to-toe, I guess, with Tank, shot for shot. Not a good thing to do. You know, props to Garcia, man. It, I didn't think he was going to go down. He showed a great chin throughout the fight. And really until that eighth round, you know, back end of the eighth, 
I was like, oh, you know, Tank's going to just win this uh, unanimous decision. You know, he's got this. Hector Garcia didn't show any signs of, you know, being hurt or anything. So I was like, okay. Tank will just go go the distance. It'll, it'll be boring. Um, but not boring. Per, no, not boring at all. But, a, you know, an unusual Tank win because you expect the knockout from Tank. That's what the crowd's there to see, you know. But come that eighth round, after Meek Mill and Gary Russell Jr. get into it, which still doesn't make sense to me. I think Meek was saying um, something like he was telling Gary Russell, yo, like, this fight isn't going 12. And Gary Russell was hating on Tank. And I don't know what he was saying in response, but whatever. Um, weird. But weird enough that the fight gets stopped. And then after that stoppage, Tank comes out and he's starting firing away. Hitting Garcia with lefts, with rights. Um, finally, with about 30 seconds left, um, hits him with a shot, and you see Garcia's knees buckle. I, The camera angle, I thought he had maybe put his glove down. Um, maybe, you know, it was going to be a knockdown. But he gets, he kind of straightens back up. And you can tell he... he, he shot hurt him, right? You know... I think you can hear uh, Coach Ford yelling, go tank, go tank. Or, uh, so you can hear uh, Calvin Ford, uh, Trank's, tainer, uh, Trank, Trank's trainer, excuse me, Tank's trainer in the background yelling at him, press him. Um, lands a couple more flush shots. Uh, one more left that's going to hit the side of uh, the right side of Hector Lou, uh, Garcia's head. And that's going to be the shot, I think, that really sent him back to the corner, which at first... Hector didn't know where he was going, but then officially, you know, you heard uh, they had the um, camera in his corner. He's saying, I can't see, I can't see. Turn the man blind, Tank did. You don't see that too often, man. He turned that man blind at the end of the eighth round, didn't know where he was. That's the power at 135 Tank has. Man, was that awesome to see. Tank caps it off with a nice backflip off the... um top rope uh, scary uh hit the boom cord uh the mic microphone the boom cord i think it's named you know thank goodness his leg didn't get caught that could have been really scary ends the night in dc with a bang 19 you know almost twenty thousand. satisfied happy you know meek mills a happy uh the stars were out there kyle kuzma Pusha t was there uh little baby was there little baby was happy uh, Shaq Lizzie walked out a tank, you, you know, from D.C., the D.C. connection. Uh, nice touch for Tank bringing him out. Overall, a really good night. Just solidified Tank as being a boxing superstar. I saw the gate did $5 million, um, sold out the arena. 28 years old, Tank is absolutely killing it in boxing right now. But with that, you're going to have some haters. You're going to have some crazy talk and what was crazy is you saw that from fighters after the fight uh one thing i wanted to mention was uh devin haney tweet uh devin haney um right as it happened he's like what and the cheating is this or something like that and if you want to see look at something funny you can look at haney's comments he was getting hit 
getting told, man, pillow fist, uh, you've never hit that hard against anybody. It was really just like people, OD tank fans going in there, letting Haney know, hey, man, like, don't talk about this. You're not doing this, um, which was kind of funny. But, you know, that everyone's going to have their opinion. The guys at 135, they're going to say what they're going to say. Um, you know, Haney and uh, Shakur were both talking to Tank before the fight, tweeting back and forth, you know, you're not going to fight, we'll do whatever, right? Um, those fights, Tank says, are down the road. We'll have to see. Tank is his own promotions now, so if he wants those fights, you know, we'll see. Um, Haney and Garcia, uh, not Garcia, excuse me, Haney and Shakur are with top rank, Bob Arum, so we'd have to see. Those are down the road. April, cross, you know, we're hoping, we're really wanting this mega fight, the Ryan Garcia-Tank Davis fight. Man, will that be one heck of a fight. And I'm not going to do any predictions or preview right now because we got a long while to do it. And heck, we don't even know if the fight's going to happen. We're hoping so because, you know, it looks like it will. It does look like. So, man, will that one be crazy that's a las vegas fight that's a you know people predicting record-breaking pay-per-views um crazy i was um where i was somewhere listening in um i know people were saying um they're thinking a million pay-per-view pay-per-views um i'd like to see the numbers on this one obviously tanked a great number in person he usually does pretty well pay-per-view so um we'll see with that but man, will that be a record-breaking fight, a crazy money fight, a fight that I'm trying to go to if that one's in Vegas. Um, but overall, a really nice night for Tank, really good night for boxing. Um, I'm trying to remember if there's anything else. Oh, um, just with Tank, he was getting hit with shots. He was getting hit, and he was throwing shots. You know, um, after Luis Garcia's no, he's not... A, a joke, man. He's no slack. I know it's a uh, knock on Tank's uh, resume. Well, granted, he doesn't, you know, have the likes of, you know, the top guys at 135, but he's fought solid competition, right? Luis Garcia was hitting with shots. Um, Tank really wasn't flinching. I did, I didn't think uh, Garcia, granted, had that pow- had has power to do much with it, but Tank's just in there, took those shots, and fired back. Right, but with him taking shots, he had some great defensive moves, some great ring IQ that you know we overlook watching Tank because we want that knockout. You know, as fans, you know we kind of get spoiled with Tank. You know, having Mike Tyson power at 135, you know we want the knockout at all times. But he shows some really good boxing, and that's why I think this was the cleanest fight uh, in a while. Because we saw him download that data, like his former promoter, uh, Floyd Mayweather. See what he wants to do, do it, and then do it to the best of his ability. Get him out of round eight, turning him blind. You know what I'm saying? So overall, a really good night for Tank. Great night for DC. It was fun watching. And I'm sure we'll talk plenty Tank, because one of, if not... I wouldn't, no, I won't say he's the biggest bot. No, he's definitely not the biggest boxing star because Canelo, you know, Canelo has a whole country behind him, but he is one of the biggest stars in boxing. You know, I've said this before, people 
that don't watch boxing watch tank fights. They do. Right? And I'm happy that he delivered a knockout in D.C. Because, you know, after the Boots fight, heck, people were booing Boots in that fight because he wasn't getting, uh, didn't have a knockout. They were booing him as he was walking off, which was crazy. You know, but again, heck, Boots wasn't helping his case going around before the fight promising a knockout. But I'm glad Tank gave them a knockout, gave them something to cheer about. Granted, it wasn't a highlight real knockout like, um, say, the Santa Cruz was, which was knockout of the year, or the uh, Rolling Romero was. But it was a knockout nonetheless, stoppage. Tank is out there with a W. Looking forward to this April fight against Ryan Garcia if this is happening. Man, of course, you know, I'll preview it. I'll talk about it. You know, everything about this fight because right now that's on par, I believe, with the Spence Crawford fight as the biggest fight in boxing commercially, right? There's maybe fights bigger slash better, you know, with fighters. But commercially, this will be a huge success. And I can't wait for this. So after discussing everything, man, just to recap, what a great night to start boxing in 2023. Fun watching, you know, one of the best fighters in the world do it. One of the best upcoming uh, fighters in the world, you know, get some rounds in. You know, that's the thing. You always love to see fighters fight again. You always love to see fighters fight, and that's what we got Saturday night. So, really happy about all of that. Um, happy about the future, man. It's going to be a good 2023, I think, in boxing. I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to talking about it. I'm looking forward to everything about it, man. We can get some really good matchups. Some really of the best, some some of the best boxing fights, you know, we've probably got in a long time. And I'm, I'm ready for it here in 2023. So, with all that being said, I appreciate you all for listening. Um, I hope you guys enjoyed the fights on Saturday. I'm trying to think about what else is there coming up. The Charlo fight um, got delayed, which sad. I was really happy, uh, really excited to watch uh, Jermel uh, take on uh, Tim Zhu. You know, defend the Undisputed at 154. Really excited to talk about that. Like Charlo. Um, and Zoo's a really good fighter. So was, I thought that was going to be a really good fight. I still think that's going to be a really good fight. But at a later date. Um, I might, I'm just trying to think off the dome. What other fights? I know um, Golden Boy has something lined up for the 28th, I want to say. So we'll see uh, who's fighting then. Um, I know Adrian Broner makes his return in February. Some what we might talk about, some AB. Um, yeah, uh, you know, someone's always fighting. You know, something's always happening in boxing. We'll figure it out. I know... Um, Devin Haney's he tweeted something. He wants to fight in March. But top rank is talking about May, maybe, because they want Lomachenko a fight before their fight. You know, a lot of things going on. We know it's a lot of bo- uh, boxing politics. And now with the holiday season really kind of wrap, wrapping up, we're going to get more info. So even if there really aren't any fights, expect me to come on, just talk about what, what's happening in the boxing world, you know, providing updates. Um, 
with that being said, you know, I'm hoping we get as many fights as we can to discuss because that's what I really like doing, watching and talking fights. So with all that being said, man, I appreciate everyone for tuning in, listening. Um, hope you all had a great fight weekend. Hoping we have some great ones coming up. And thank you for listening to this episode of the Never Drop Podcast. With all that being said, I said I think I've said that too many times. Yeah, but if you're listening this far, I appreciate you. Peace.